You're listening to Your Bright Future with Mrs. J and Mr. LD, a Loveridge counseling podcast connecting home and school and helping to create a bright future for your students. All right, welcome to the podcast, everybody. We're excited to have you for another episode of Your Bright Future with Mrs. J and Mr. LD. Hello. Hello. Today, uh, we are talking about uh, something that may not be familiar to you. You might not have heard this term before, but I definitely know that you know what this is. So we're talking about school avoidance. And so, Mr. LD, tell us what school avoidance is. Sure, sure. sure. And, and a term, you know, kind of you may not be familiar with. You could probably piece it together. But the idea, it's kind of a tell as old as public schools where, where some students really don't want to go to school for one reason or another. And there, there's a wide range of reasons for that. It could be that they struggle getting up this early. We get up so early for intermediate Amen. school. Yes, <laughs> Tanya and I both love I am not talking about that. <laughs> but it could be social anxiety. That's a key one. It could be that they just dislike school. It could be that they love their family too much and, and have a hard time saying goodbye to you in the morning, especially this year. 2020 has been such a unique year. Um, we had a lot of students with our the quarantine and everything else going on that it was hard to come back. In sixth grade, especially the grade I'm working with this year, it's a big change as well. They're jumping from fifth grade with one teacher to sixth grade where they have multiple teachers throughout the days, all new students, a bigger building, and, and there's a lot of new things to learn and kind of, you know, grapple with in, in their own, their little sixth, seventh grade minds. And so we know that some of you deal with this. Probably every parent at some point in their kid's career, their academic career, it will face this. Yeah, I agree. I think this is a problem that is very common. Um, and a lot of times parents don't know what to do, Definitely. you know, because kids can be pretty, uh, they can be pretty adamant. They can be pretty <laughs> stubborn and they can be pretty, you know, forceful about the idea that they are not going to school. And, and especially uh, boys in sixth and seventh grade, they start to they start to grow. They start mm -hmm. to get bigger. And so we have some parents that are that just physically cannot force their child into a car or come to school sure. or out of the building. And so, you know, we just want to we want to offer some ideas about what what can be done in these situations, because we have a lot of strategies and a lot of interventions that we use with kids, because when we know about these kids, we really, mm -hmm. I think, can help them to overcome some of the challenges. Uh, but also we want parents to know what some of those things are that they can do or some of the ways that they can call upon us to help them with this problem, which is which is a big problem. Yeah. And, it, and it, as counselors, it's one of the most frustrating for us because often we never get to meet these kids, you know, in extreme cases. I mean, or they're, it's kind of intermittent where they're missing, you know, long stretches here and there or just every other day. But it, it, it's a struggle for us sometimes because we, we have tools and ideas to help, but they maybe just miss quite a bit. Um, and so this is one way we want to kind of touch base with you and, and give some ideas and, and things we do here at school, some things you could do at home, and, and just kind of help you deal with the problem now. Because that's one one thing that I definitely want to talk talk about is that it's so easy. It's, it is difficult to confront it, as Tanya said, that you know these kids are getting bigger. It's hard to wrestle them into the car and into the school and all of that. But that only gets worse and it's easy to punt problems down the field we all do that in different aspects of our lives and it's easy to say okay 
just this one more day and then this one more day and one more week one more month or let's just do online and and, and to be clear there are cases where that is useful yeah but often dealing with the problem now is 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 better than putting down the field where the anxiety the physical size of your student or any of these other kind of underlying issues just become bigger and, and more unwieldy so again just we're here for you right you know exactly. email yeah. us call us so we we could help troubleshoot you know these problems and, and so we'll kind of just jump in to sure. some yeah, ideas yeah. um so one of the things we see often is that kids like mr ld said you know i'm i'm definitely not a morning person and i know a lot of our kids aren't morning people but uh sometimes when we call kids in about attendance issues we'll interview them talk to them you know just have a conversation and one of the things that we hear often is that they were up late. They were up late at night. And a lot of times it involves technology, but sometimes it doesn't. Sometimes it's just, you know, I just got to bed too late or I couldn't sleep. And and then seven o'clock in the morning comes pretty dang early. Mm-hmm. And so it's hard to get up and it's hard to get going in the morning. And so a good sleep schedule is something that parents, that you definitely can establish for your kids and just make sure that you're trying to stick to that as much as possible. I know it can be challenging, especially if kids are in activities or if they're you know, involved in a lot of things after school that sometimes it gets difficult. But, you know, that routine is such a, a good uh, anchor for kids. You know, if they have the same routine, they go through the same steps every night, it really does start to, and we recognize it in ourselves as well. We recognize that if we go through the same routine every night that our, it starts to lull our bodies into sure. those sleep patterns and we get a really good night's rest and then we feel like we can face the day. It's mm-hmm. not as difficult. You know, then those those aches and pains or that stomach ache or that anxiety, we have more physical strength to really deal with those things. And so that can be one of the very first things that I would recommend to parents is that is that if your child is having a hard time coming to school, be sure of, and check their sleep patterns and what, what's really happening there. No question. I, I definitely second that. It's And it, that only contributes to other problems, right? So if they do have anxiety or they're struggling in math, being sleep deprived is only going to make those matters worse. So yeah, yeah. Helping having those boundaries with technology before bed and, and after bedtime that that's critical. We talked a little bit about that in our last episode. Um, that, that is definitely a contributing factor on why students don't sleep enough is, is technology or video games or those kind of things. So, and don't be afraid to set up those boundaries. Like, like I said, with punting it down the field, those battles only get more difficult as time progresses. Um, but, and, and, and I think, you know, it is hard as parents, right? Because we're so close to the problem, but try to be open and non-judgmental when you're talking to your students about them, whatever the underlying problem is, because often it's a multifaceted thing where there's many different contributing factors. They might not have a lot of friends at school and maybe that's embarrassing to talk about. They might, feel stupid because they struggle in a class and, and again that's hard for sixth and seventh graders to just kind of tell their parents about they don't want to feel like a failure or like they're disappointing you but again approaching them with concern and letting them know you're not going to judge them that you just want to support them that you are going to put some boundaries in place and some expectations but non in a non-judgmental way where you're just there to support and help them with that Yes, I think yeah. it's critical. Yeah, it's so true what you said about, um, you know, it could be a combination of any of these things because, you know, they may have uh, a stomach ache, but that might be caused from anxiety totally. or it might be, you know, it might actually be a flu bug. So, we, I, you know, I understand 
uh, from my own personal experience, how difficult it can be to really diagnose and really kind of drill down to what the issue is. But that's where we as counselors can kind of come in and be a sounding board for you and we can brainstorm ideas and we can talk about, you know, the different things that are happening and, and we can really drill, find out what it is that's, that's really bothering students so that we can start to put a plan in place to help alleviate that pain that they're feeling, alleviate that frustration or stress or whatever that might be and really move forward from that point for sure I mean, I mean just talking about our personal experiences and I think you have some too but I I remember my family moved to St. George from Arizona when I was in 10th grade and I hated it here because I didn't have any friends I and I wasn't the most outgoing kid and I remember I would make my mom come pick me up at lunch and I would just go in the car and, and cry and say how much I hated St. George and how I hated my school and how miserable I was. And and I know, you know, now being a parent myself, like I get reclimped kind of looking at that situation from my mom's perspective, how hard that is as parents and, and seeing our kids struggle with that. But again, my mom, you know, the expectation was that I was going to be at school. She would come pick me up. She was able to do that, which, you know, she wasn't working. But the expectation was that I was going to go to school and she would come pick me up during lunch if I needed that. But eventually I made friends and I got in a better place. But it it was a hard struggle. So I, I know that, you know, from my own personal experience uh, going through that. Yeah. And from a parent's point of view, I had a child who was very difficult to get to school. Like I did have my youngest. And I hope I hope he doesn't mind me talking about him. I talk about him a lot, though. But, <laughs> but um, I, he refused to go to school, and he was going through a lot of things. And so it was hard for me to to draw a line sometimes, and it was hard for me to, because I felt so, I felt so much sympathy uh, towards the trauma and the mental health issues that he was having. Um, but then I also knew how important it was to be in school, and so I would try to push that, you know, expectation, make sure that he got there. Uh, but then he would call me and he was having a really tough day and a hard day. And, and I just, as a parent, it's really, I can, I, I know it's hard to, to find that line sometimes and, and how hard do you push to get them to school and how much do you sympathize and, and hold back and try to work with them. So, you know, I feel you, I feel your pain so much, but, um, <laughs> But we found some things that worked, you know, and thank goodness. My my son's now 20 and he graduated from high school, which was a not always a sure thing. We were worried that he would not make that goal, but he did do that. And we did it with the help of some counselors and we did it with the help of some tools that we're, we're talking to you about today. So sleep was a huge one for him. Um, some flexibility we had to we had to have some of that flexibility where he knew he could call on me if he needed to. But then he also knew what my expectations were. So maybe one of the things that could help uh, is something that worked for us, which was a home contract. And I think we talked a little bit about this in a previous podcast, but I really wanted to let you know like what a home contract looks like and, and what that works uh, to do and why I like it so much. So mm-hmm. it worked for me and my son because we both uh, needed to sit down and make very clear, very explicit expectations mm-hmm. and what was expected of him. And once we did that, then there was no uh, there was no negotiating. You know, once we had those very clear expectations in place, you will go to school. That was the expectation. If you choose not to go to school, here's the set of consequences that kick in. So for us, it was no internet, no phone, no computer. Mm-hmm. Like we did, we took all that away because all that was making it more fun, mm-hmm. honestly, to stay home than it was to go to school. 
So that was the consequence. And, um, and if he did go to school, if he chose to go to school, there would be extra time. We would give more time on the computer or we would give extra hours on the weekend, minutes on the weekend. Um, and he knew that that was the case. It was very explicit. It was all spelled out. And if he wanted to negotiate with that, then I would say, you know, he'd come to me, mom, please, can I get more time? What does the contract say? I, it took all the argument out of it because we did not have to continually negotiate. And I know you parents, a lot of you can, can relate to this. It's a constant negotiation and kids can be relentless. Um, I, my, my kid's name's Lee and I call, I say it's Lee Lentless because he is, he's just so relentless and he'll just push and push and push. And so he would eventually wear me down and that is not good for a consistent, uh, contractor expectation if you're giving in and that's just, you know, psychology, this is my psychology background, but you're reinforcing then the behavior of him wheedling and negotiating and doing all the things that he was doing. So that was just not working for us. And so we had to set up that once we set up those very clear expectations and he agreed to the, he agreed to the boundaries, he agreed to the consequences, he agreed to the rewards that would be in place. Once that was all settled, we stuck to that. We stuck to it like glue. And that is really what saved us because we, was that tough at it times? was so hard. Yeah. At times it was hard, but it was a lot easier on me in some ways because I, I just didn't argue anymore. Mm-hmm. I just didn't have, we didn't have those big negotiation yeah. days. And if he called me in the middle of school, I would just simply give him the choice. You have the choice to, to go home mm-hmm. and your consequences kick in or you get the choice to stay at school. And it didn't take very long, honestly. And let me tell you, he was one of the toughest kids probably that I've ever dealt with this issue with. <laughs> but he uh, eventually started choosing to go to school because it was more important for him to not get those consequences. So if you're interested, if this is something that is you know resonating with you, you feel like it might work for your family. Uh, there are, we can sit down with you and help you to create this home contract. There are resources in the community that can help you with home contracts. Um, and there's a lot of resources online that tell you how to set up a a contract, but the most important factor with a contract, I think, is that you and your child, uh, both sit down and agree. It's, it's like a business negotiation. There needs to be buy-in. There needs to be buy-in. They need to agree to it. They need to have, uh, they need to have a part in creating it so that it's not just you pushing your will onto them and them resisting and feeling like it's not their plan, they didn't come up with it, but they really need to be a part of creating it, understanding that it is for both of Mm -hmm. your own peace of mind and your relationship (laughs) and your family, you know, because it doesn't work when you are fighting to make something happen and it's not happening. It's just, it's hard in relationships and it really was tearing the family apart. And so, uh, so once they have that buy-in and they have that hand in creating that document, it becomes a very, very powerful tool to say, uh, what, you know, you just turn it back to the contract. What does the contract say? We already went through this negotiation. We decided as, together as a team, as a family, this is what we're going to do. We're going to stick with the contract. This is what it says. And it just, it's such a nice thing once you get it really going. The other thing that I found that it really helped with was, um, and of course my son is a little bit older than the kids that we work with here, but it helped him to start self monitoring. Mm -hmm. So he started to recognize that there were benefits in going, that there were consequences for staying and that he wasn't going to 
uh, do himself any favors by avoiding school. He wasn't going to reach that goal of graduating, which was to him freedom. You know, that yeah, was freedom. Yeah. If he could just get through that, then he would never, and I would say this to him all the time, if he can just get to graduation, <laughs> never have to go to school again, <laughs> even though I'm sure he will still go to school. He has taken classes since, but that was kind of the carrot on yeah, the end of the yeah. stick for him is that, oh, I'll be done with this, right? So he's an extreme case, but the home contract really did work. On our website, which is counseling.loveridge.net, there is a link to some example home contracts. And I have worked with parents before, and so I'm, I'm certainly happy to help you set up something similar to what uh, my family used. Um, and like I said, there are people, we have the SMART team mm -hmm. in town, uh, the uh, Southwest Mobile Response Team, I think mm -hmm. is what that stands for, SMRT. And they're, they're a resource that we can use in our community that if you are struggling, if you're, it's a big fight and you can't get your child to cooperate, like they're, a, they're someone you could call and they will have an intake process where you have to apply and you have to go through maybe some parenting classes. They work with your family to negotiate maybe some new rules and expectations, but they'll help you set up a contract like yeah. that as well. And so we have all of that information, those resources on our website. And so feel free to go there and, and look at those. Or if you want to call us and, and let us know that you're struggling with this, we are certainly happy to help you with that kind of thing. Totally. And, and yeah, we don't want you to feel alone. It can feel very isolating to be dealing with this because it, it's tough for a whole family. Like, like Tanya was saying, like my personal experience as a 10th grader, it's embarrassing it's it's you feel like you're doing something wrong or bad and and it's none of that this is a struggle like i said everybody at some point in their academic career or work career deals with that deals with school anxiety or work anxiety and and we just want you to know you're not alone and there are supports one, one thing that i've recently done with some students is we have attendance trackers that we could kind of work with here at school where when a student shows up they can earn points you know we have our, our school store our pbis system where I'll, I'll work with their teachers and every day they show up for the first five days they get two extra points and then they can use that to buy you know candy or little toys or even gift cards in our school store yeah, yeah. which is pretty powerful and i did it where if they came for like a whole week straight they'd get an additional three points which it, which is pretty great and then we kind of and then we kind of scale back from there but it it gets some good momentum going it shows that they can do it mm -hmm. right you know it just demonstrates that to you and to your student that you know building that competency that that they can be here at school and hopefully in the meantime they're building some relationships with other students with teachers feeling a little more confident about their ability their social ability and their academic ability and 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 none of these are foolproof right but it's it's all about finding what works for you and your student and, and there are a lot of supports that we we and we're here for you yes and our kids you know some of the kids i've worked with that have struggled with this once they build that momentum that mr ld is talking about and they really see that it's something they can control um it does give them such a sense of um of purpose it gives them mm -hmm. a sense of of competency where they can they know they can do this and that kids need that at this stage in totally. life they're looking for those things that they can do well and if they can overcome that hurdle that's just something that's going to build that resiliency within mm -hmm. them and they can uh then the next challenge that comes or the next time they're not feeling like going to school they know that they've 
figured this out before. They've yeah. done it before. Exactly. And they've, they've solved this problem once before. And so, it, you know, they may always struggle with anxiety. That may not change. That may be something that they always struggle with. But if they can have a sense of success at school and, and a sense of control, that does really reduce a lot of that anxiety so that the next time that anxiety wave hits them, they can say, okay, wait a minute, I, I can do this. And, and if they build those connections to, like, the relationships that Mr. LD talked about, we really can help support that so that they're making it more of a habit rather than something that they're just punting down the field like yeah. we mentioned before for, for sure. sure and we want to be at least one of those relationships with them here at Absolutely. school and we could help with that and, and just kind of my final thought tanya you will you they'll use this their whole lives i still personally reference you know when i was a 15 year old so and, and obviously with my students here but and even in my own mind when i get a bout of anxiety or stress about things that flashes back to my you know my mind and my body and i was like i've overcome harder things you know i did it when i was younger and more inexperienced and i've done it many times since and and, and it's totally about building those skills and that that momentum and confidence yeah yeah so please reach out you know we know you're struggling uh not all of you but we know that many of you are struggling with this and and maybe just not knowing what to do. We hope this podcast has helped. We hope that some of these ideas uh, have sparked some ideas for you or some, uh, have resonated with you and you feel like this might be something that works. We can be flexible. Like we have a lot of flexibility here at school to create a schedule, to create you know, the, the, the hours or the classes that can really work. And we want to work with kids so that they are starting to feel a sense of success mm-hmm. at school. Um, and so we, 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 we are here for you. We totally. want you to reach out. So please do. Um, and please also, we really would love it if you would. I, I keep saying that we want you to go leave comments mm-hmm. on our podcast. Mm-hmm. But I have done some research and I found that I can't really, there's not really a place for comments <laughs> on the podcast. So there's not that option. But please do email us. So our emails are both on uh, the website and we have a contact page there mm-hmm. that you're welcome to go and fill out the little form there. Um, leave your comments, leave your questions. If there's a topic that you would like us to address. Um, so we do talk about our upcoming courses, uh, that we teach in class. Uh, in fact, uh, the friends, uh, that I talked about two episodes ago. We just had that lesson today. So if you haven't heard that yet, you can go back and listen to that podcast. But um, but we we also want to introduce these other topics that, that are relevant to you and what you need. And so For we sure. really do want to hear from you and, and hear your feedback. And so please email us, uh, find our website, find our email addresses on our website, and we will be happy to give you that. All right? So thanks again for listening. Thank you for tuning in. We know this is a is an investment that you're making in your day uh, and we appreciate you taking the time to listen to your bright future yes thank you so much until next time yeah have a great day you guys bye-bye